a change of heart. Every Thursday during lockdown at 8pm, we are being invited to stand on our doorsteps to applaud and generally make a noise of gratitude for all the NHS staff and frontline workers who are working for our safety and, if necessary, for our recovery. Malcolm and I were in two minds about it the first time, not because of any lack of gratitude, but because of a bit of a lack of neighbours in the immediate vicinity. As we stood on our doorstep at the appropriate hour, however, we were extremely moved to hear Hyams Park making its appreciation heard. We joined in with gusto. It was a timely reminder that whilst many of us have considerably less to do than normal, and therefore appreciably more time on our hands, those on the front line in caring professions are busier than ever, and no doubt their working life more stressful than they have ever known. We have very good reason to be grateful. I remember when our children were small, going to a number of coffee mornings and the like, that I used to refer to as what do you say? Meetings. Young mums, keen for their children to display good manners, spent a lot of time uttering that familiar question. But gratitude is more than just good manners. When it is adopted as an attitude, it not only blesses the recipient, but also benefits the one saying thank you. On the 3rd of January this year, I heard a radio interview on Woman's Hour with Catherine Gray, who had just had a book published called The Unexpected Joy of the Ordinary. Catherine had previously been suicidal and was also a heavy drinker. When she decided to break her dependency on alcohol and to change her negative thinking, she found that in her research she kept coming across the concept of gratitude and the idea of joining a thankfulness group. Although initially she considered this too cheesy and twee, she eventually decided to give it a go and it significantly transformed her outlook on life. Just by focusing on the things that there are to be grateful for each day, and many of those things will come into the category of the mundane, you can retrain your thinking, and thereby your attitude to life, in a positive direction. As you determine to change the focus of your thought life, so in time, you will find yourself experiencing a change of heart as well. Some suggestions coming from those thoughts. 1. Begin a list of things to be grateful for in the day-to-day. You may want to aim for about five things a day as a starter. If you find making this list beneficial, I recommend that you read 1000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. That's V-O-S-K-A-M-P. 2. Find a thankfulness buddy and ring them each week to share the top few things on your list for that week. 3. Think back over your life, 
and remember people who have made a significant positive difference to you. Try and track one or two of them down and write a thank you letter to them. I'm going to read you one of my poems now. This was written a couple of years ago as we were driving home across country. Malcolm was at the wheel. An Ordinary Day I tried to write a poem today, but I didn't know what to say. It was just an ordinary day, in a way. I could tell about my knitting, a blanket for a baby due quite soon, or the moments I spent sitting in the car, just taking in the view and a pleasing tune. I could tell about the chat that we had, mulling on the week that had been and the people we had seen. I could tell about the trick with the lid that the smiling waiter did as he served me my tea. I could tell about the weekend we'll be spending with a friend. There's a good deal more, but I don't want to bore. Oh, and I managed to write a poem today, after all. Fairly small. But I found some things to say about so much there's to be thankful for. In an ordinary day. What's God got to do with it? There are two scriptures highlighting this theme of thankfulness that I'd like to look at. The first is Psalm 100 verse 4, where we are told to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the entry point requirement for our relationship with God. This isn't like a bring a bottle party. Thanksgiving isn't some add-on that we bring. It isn't just about remembering our manners. It is an attitude of heart. The knowledge and understanding of all that God has done in order to enable us to enter into his presence cultivates a thankful heart response that we need to both sustain and develop through our ongoing gratitude. The second is particularly appropriate as this is Holy Week because it is the account of the Last Supper from Matthew's Gospel. Matthew twenty six twenty six reads, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. I wonder what was going on in the minds of the disciples at this point. Surely at least some of them will have been thinking back to when they had seen the Lord give thanks this way before, at the feeding of the five thousand. Now, at this private meal with Jesus, seeing him give thanks and break bread again, their thoughts might have gone along the lines of, I know what happens. There'll be enough for everyone here. There'll be enough for thousands with leftovers. There'll be enough for all who come. And then Jesus said, This is my body. Jesus himself gave thanks to the Father. How much more should we? In both the account of the Last Supper and the feeding of the 5,000, thanksgiving precedes the miraculous. For the 5,000, 
provision for their physical hunger, and following the Last Supper, provision for the spiritual hunger of the whole world through the death and resurrection of our Lord. Thanksgiving sets the scene for God to come and do what only he can do. Come ye thankful people, come, is the title of a hymn associated with harvest, but it is also an invitation for us every day. Come, ye thankful people, come. I'll end with a prayer which is an updated version of the general thanksgiving from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom, with you and the Holy Spirit, be honour and glory throughout all ages. Amen.